0: Shalom Alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, shalom, salam, namaste. Uh, greetings of peace. Peace. This is Harlem University Radio and uh, I am Naeem Abdarafi. Um, our purpose here, encouraging the reading of what should be read, encouraging the writing of what should be written. This is the Harlem U mission. Harlem University professors share memoirs they are writing and history they are reading. You, yes you, are invited to join the faculty of Harlem University. No degree necessary. You just come on to the show and share the work that you're doing on your on your memoir or a uh, we read us some history and learn more about that or connect with the the show about that by going to the Facebook page. Um, And that Facebook page is Harlem University Radio, facebook.com slash Harlem University Radio. Or connect by way of uh, Twitter. Uh, We are at radio Harlem one the numeral one radio Harlem one so um, tonight we're going to be talking about um, the rise and fall of the Macedonian Empire Um, and in that connection the two most notable figures of Philip of Macedon and his son Alexander the Great. So and uh, we're um I'm I'm reading again actually reading uh, from the um, 1936 uh, uh, book it's a textbook Um, on the road to civilization a world history. Uh, The authors are uh, Professors uh, Albert Kerr Heckel and James G. Sigmund. Okay, so we're in Chapter 11. The title of that chapter is Rise and Fall of the Macedonian Empire, Development of a New Culture, the Hellenistic, Now, before I get started, on a um, uh, completely different subject, but connected, because we've been talking about this, um, uh, tomorrow, the 16th, at sundown, begins the Feast of Purim, the Feast of Purim, which we know as a Jewish holiday. And um, I encourage us not to think of it as only a Jewish holiday. Yes, it certainly is a Jewish holiday, but it is also a human holiday. it, it, uh, It celebrates an important event in the history of humanity. <clears throat> and um, Jews um, celebrate one of the things they do um, in, in celebration is to read or read from um, the book of Esther and will, uh, well, uh, uh, read the story of Esther so I would encourage uh, those of you who Share my, 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 share my view uh, concerning the Feast of Purim, I would encourage you to uh, go to the Old Testament and, and uh, uh, read the story of Esther in the Book of Esther. Okay. Um, okay. <clears throat> so we're dealing tonight with uh, the rise and fall of the Macedonian Empire, development of a new culture the Hellenistic and we don't we don't have much um, so I'll begin T- topic macedonia in their prime the Greek states failed to build a permanent union in the period of their decline they were forced into unity as a part of the Macedonian Empire Macedonia was a mountainous country on the northern border of Greece. The people who were a blend of Greek and non-Hellenic stock were crude and uncultured. The Greeks had always scorned them as barbarians. But contact with Greek states inspired these northern barbarians to develop a state of their own. To accomplish this, the conquest of neighboring peoples was necessary. In this, the Macedonian kings had some success, but it remained for the young Macedonian prince, Philip, to unite the Greeks under his leadership. Topic, Philip establishes his power over Greece. Philip had the advantage of a training which his own barbaric country could not, could not have given him. Uh, when he was a boy, he had been carried off to Thebes in, in Greece, um, one of the city-states, where he spent three years as a hostage. There he learned the political wisdom of the Greeks. He also observed, <clears throat> he also observed the weakness of the Greek states and the power of bribery among the Greeks, above all, above all, he learned their art of war. Um, we've we've, we've uh, discussed this uh, you know, bribery in, in, in earlier uh, pr- presentations. Shortly after his return to Macedonia, uh, not this particular bribery, bribery, but the the, uh, the corruption of, the, of of the of the Greeks. Uh, generally, um, and uh, um, and their inclination toward bribery. And there's, there's one uh, important incident of that. But we won't get into it now. Uh, shortly after his return to Macedonia, Philip usurped the throne and began at once a reorganization of the government and the army. He reigned uh, from 359 to 336 B.C., He was a great king and one of the remarkable men in history. He adopted the Theban infantry formation known as the phalanx, but improved it by arranging his soldiers in a line of 16 men, 16 men deep, instead of eight. And he armed them with spears, 21 feet long, phalanx. P-H-A-L-A-N-X, 21 feet long, which inflicted heavy loss on the enemy before they could reach the first line of of, of Macedonian troops. The Macedonian phalanx did not taste defeat until more than a century later it met the Roman legion. And we'll be getting to the Romans uh, in a couple of weeks. (laughs) With the apparently unconquerable phalanx at his command, Philip adopted a policy of expansion. He hoped to conquer Greece by fraud rather than by force, by planning his secret agents in Greek cities to play play off one city against another. The use of propaganda is uh, old indeed, uh, the, the author comments. Athens alone seemed to understand his designs and stirred by the patriotic speeches of Demosthenes, the orator, known in history as a great orator, organized a league of cities against Macedonia. But Philip won a complete victory over the Greeks in the Battle of Chironia in 338 B.C., He then marched uh, into the Peloponnesus and subdued Sparta, thus ending Greek independence and making himself master of the Greek states. So Greece is for all intents and purposes done. Um, Philip prepares for invasion of Persia. This is the topic. Philip now showed his statesmanship. instead of acting the tyrant to the Greek cities, he tried to unite them as free communities under his leadership. He called a Congress uh, to meet at Corinth, Corinth and formed the Confederacy of Greek States under his presidency. All but Sparta responded. At the second session of the Congress, Philip posed as the champion of the Greeks against Persia, And announced his purpose to square accounts with this ancient enemy Philip was assassinated just as he was ready to begin this advance upon Asia was one of the world's leaders his greatness has not been fully appreciated because of the overshadowing fame of his son Alexander who succeeded him But the son, with all his genius, could not have achieved what he did, except for the foundation laid by Philip. He gave uh, into the young Alexander's hands both the instrument and the plan of conquest, which won him the title, The Great. For our knowledge of Philip's work, we are dependent mostly, almost wholly, on grudging accounts written by his enemies, especially the eloquent Demosthenes. But history and legend and fable combine to add luster to the son's fame. I might add here that uh, the greatest luster to Alexander's uh, fame is found in the Quran. Zulacarnain. Okay. Alexander tries to build a world empire. Okay, so his dates are 336, 323. His father has been assassinated. The assassination of Philip brought Alexander to the throne when he was only 20. His uh, accession was a signal for rebellions against him but these were quickly suppressed. He then planned the destruction of the Persian Empire and accomplished his purpose with three great victories. The victory at uh, Granicus gave him Asia Minor, uh, uh, Issus opened uh, Syria and Egypt to him and Arbella made him master the Persian Empire. Um, let me slip in a note here. Recall, uh, if you will, uh, from my um, uh, presentation last week that uh, Daniel, the prophet Daniel, um, predicted um, what I'm now reading about uh, and uh, um, predicted the of uh, the, the the fall of the um, of the Babylonian Empire, uh, which would um, then become the uh, the Persian Empire, and the fall of the Persian em- Empire at the hands of uh, of uh, um, the uh, Macedonians or the Greeks uh, led by the Macedonians um, <clears throat> so this is a this is one of um, um, I'm spending a little more time now with that that that, that prediction that prop that prophecy of uh, the this the story and this is in the Old Testament is is that um, uh, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream and he insisted that his, uh, his uh, magicians and, and soothsayers, um, dream interpreters, uh, that they tell him what he dreamed and then interpret it, which, in their view, was an impossible task. And so uh, Nebuchadnezzar threatened them and, and and all the all uh, the you know, all the wise men of the of the kingdom with with death <clears throat> and um Daniel happened to be counted you know among those uh, among those wise men um and um when he, when he heard about this you know about this this threat he he went to Nebuchadnezzar and uh, you know begged him for a little time and uh, you know he went away and he, he encouraged his his companions to you know to fast and to pray and um, God answered him um, with uh, with a vision of, of the dream and, and and what it meant and not only that um Gabriel the angel Gabriel uh, came to him and explained the vision um, so and then so he goes to he, 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 he goes back to uh, Nebuchadnezzar and uh, 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 explains the you know explains the dream um, and uh, you know and what it meant was that his dynasty was was going to come uh, to an end but it, that didn't happen right away Uh, Nebuchadnezzar's uh, dynasty came to an end uh, while his son was, uh, uh, you know, was was, was king Uh, after Nebuchadnezzar's, uh, 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 Nebuchadnezzar uh, rewarded Daniel by making him the the chief um, of the magicians and wise men and people of that sort, you know, in, in, in the kingdom, in the, in, the, in the vast Persian kingdom. Okay, okay, now back from that aside. So, <clears throat> Alexander conquered Persia and was in turn conquered by it, for he, for he assumed an oriental pose, uh, adopting Persian dress and Persian court ceremonies. He strutted as lord of all Asia quote-unquote, and gladly accepted the flattery of Egyptian priests who proclaimed him son of Zeus. Well, you, 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 I, I didn't uh, do any editing of, uh, of, of of the text, so you, so you, you see the tone of this, uh, the, the author's tone, and it's... Um, it, it really well for one. It certainly is not what 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 his attitude concerning Alexander is certainly not consistent with uh, the 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 praise of Alexander that we get in in the Quran, for example. Maybe maybe you find that in other places. So this 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 author certainly has some. Some, some sort of bias. And another thing, briefly, is that <clears throat> we have to uh, remember what was going on in Persia at, 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 you know, at, the, at the time. Why would not Alexander be uh, uh, impressed and overawed by the you know the the knowledge and wisdom that he he found among the Persians. Remember who, who were the people who had you, you know the great influence there. Uh, Daniel, mm-hmm. um, Esther, okay, you know, the the uh, queen of Xerxes. I'm not naming them chronologically. Um, uh, um, mm-hmm. Ezra. The prophet, okay. So, and 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 these, they, they, you know the so uh, Persia is not um, this um, you know this uh, barbaric place uh, that the it seems the the authors would 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 have us uh, view it. Okay. Alexander was not. Um, uh, A barbarian. Was it vanity or statesmanship? The author asked. His Macedonian soldiers thought his head had been turned by easy success. But if we are to give Alexander credit for statesmanship, we must recognize the necessity of a program which would merge his conquests with the Macedonian state. He hoped for the fusion of the two peoples. It was wisdom to win the Persian nobles to his side and to use them in the administration of his new kingdom. Um, it, it was it was great wisdom uh, because the Persian nobles uh, were were again uh, because of the influences uh, there. That that is the the influences are primarily. Uh, uh you know the israelites in, in their presence who oh, you know who who had achieved uh you know high stations i mentioned daniel and then esther the you know the 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 queen of um of of uh, of Xerxes and her uncle um mordecai these are people who 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 rose to High stations and Daniel's, uh, you know, Daniel's uh, companions uh, that we know as uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Okay, in his ambition to conquer the world. Um, so you know, again, I'm I'm uh, I'm seeing the 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 author's uh, bias here. He uses the word ambition to conquer the world. Uh, well, you're hearing my bias also you know, I I disagree with his Alexander, in his ambition to conquer the world, Alexander carried his activities into India. But after his successes there, his army refused to go into more distant lands and he was forced to return to Persia. Two years later, he died of fever at Babylon. While in the midst of preparations for an expedition, into Arabia, and an attack on Carthage, North Africa. Alexander's attempt to merge East and West. Okay, that's the topic. Alexander was more than a military genius. Totally our authors becoming a bit uh, more kind here. Alexander was more than a military genius. he had a statesmanlike purpose of merging East and West into a world empire. And to that end, he became a builder of cities. He founded a chain of 70 cities, choosing sites which would be advantageous for defense and, and, and for commerce. Of these cities, historians know them as Alexandria's. The one in Egypt became the greatest and most famous. So there is there is actually still an, a great city in, in Egypt named Alexandria. Um, and um, so that city was one of the Alexandrias and and maybe there are others still in existence. So I, I don't know, I tend to doubt it. Uh, of these cities, these Alexandrias, The one in Egypt became the the greatest and most famous. Here was the most complete fusion of the peoples and civilizations of the East, the West. And so we're not talking about just East and West. Remember, we're talking about Egypt and and Egypt's uh, um, uh, interaction, intercourse with, uh, uh, you know, Africa proper uh, had had, had existed for, you know, uh, a millennia at least, you know, since there was in Egypt. Okay. Alexander's romantic career, (coughs) romantic here means, I guess, storybook, career, failed to create an empire, yet it left effects which changed the subsequent history of the world. The barriers between the East and the West were broken down, resulting in the intermingling of the two types of civilization. The Greek civilization was spread over the great area of Alexander's conquests. Greek became the language of culture from the Adriatic to India. The Greek mind was broadened by this widening of geographical horizons the Greek thinker traveled over Asia, studying the geography, the plant and animal life, the human races, the the, the languages and customs and ideas of, of civilizations uh, other than his own. Remember that Alexander, when he was, you know, uh, you know, when he lived and he was um, conquering, he sent he sent uh, uh, plant samples. Uh, back to Aristotle in uh, in Athens. Okay, the Greek thinker, but we're now talking about a later time. Well, no, not really. Uh, The Greek thinker traveled over Asia, studying the geography, the plant and animal life, the human races, the languages and customs and ideas of civilizations other than his own. The provincial spirit of the Greeks was broken down and gave way to a cosmopolitanism, a citizenship of the world, which paved the way for the Roman Empire and for the spread of the Christian religion. The death of Alexander the Great threw the political situation into great confusion. One of his generals tried to carry on the government, but there were always other generals intriguing to make themselves Alexander's heir. heir. After years of plotting, murder, and war, most of the claimants were killed off. And the contest ended with the breakup of the empire into three kingdoms, Macedonia in Europe, Syria in Asia, and Egypt in Africa. And this is a part of the... uh, um, the dream, the vision that uh, um, Prophet Daniel interpreted. So this part also, the breakup of the the Macedonian Empire or the empire of, of, uh, yes, we'll call it the Macedonian Empire uh, into these uh, three areas. I think it was four, Uh, but I'll go on. Topic the development of Greco-Oriental civilization. So this, now I'm, this is just an introduction to what uh, I will cover in full um, next week. So just just briefly here. Uh, Next week, the um, show will be developed, uh, will be devoted to um, Hellenism, the Hellenistic Age. Uh, it's, it's it's an important, a very important uh, cultural phenomenon in, in history. Okay, so the three centuries from the death of Alexander, so that's uh, 323 B.C., I think. Um, let me, well, somewhere in there. Um uh, <laughs> The three centuries from the death of Alexander to the beginning of the Christian era are known as the Hellenistic Age. In the three kingdoms and their numerous dependencies, which had formed his empire, Greek speech and culture had been spread by Alexander's conquests. At the same time, all phases of Greek civilization were modified by the foreign world. Into which the Greeks entered this orientalized Greek culture is known as Hellenistic, <clears throat> which means like Hellenic you know? uh, but it was more than a mere modification of the Hellenic. it had virtues of its own which strongly influenced later culture so I, I end here and this is uh, so we'll we'll pick up next week with uh, Hellenism and uh, see what that's all about. <clears throat> so I'm uh, about to leave you, and I did my best to um, say some provocative things, uh, which I hope uh, provoke some uh, you know some feedback. And, and some desire to uh, come on to the show and 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 share some history that uh, some complimentary history that uh, that either agrees with or refutes uh, my my uh, you know some of the things I've suggested. So with that, I, I thank you for your attention, and uh, God willing, we will. Uh, uh, get together again next week. So those of you who are listening on demand understand that this this broadcast takes place regularly on um, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. P. Eastern. So at, at Blog Talk Radio. And, and all of this information is at, uh, at the Facebook page, uh, Harlem University Radio. So if you want to be a part of the show not necessarily be on the show but um, a call in or chat in uh if you call in i can actually i'll see you on the dashboard and i can actually bring you on you know with the with your comments you you can share your share your thoughts and uh you can also there's a way that you can chat into the show and i will have to uh, share your thoughts. So, with that, um, <clears throat> thank you again, and uh, I, I hope uh, somebody's been provoked. And uh, and, and don't forget, uh, the feast of Purim begins um, tomorrow at the, at sundown. Okay. So, shalom, salam. So long.